I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in this video, I'm going to be talking to you about I'm on a sinking ship. So, sometimes when you're in a relationship, things can just implode, and you can feel like you're on a sinking ship where no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you just keep taking on water, and you keep trying to get bucketed out and keep trying to go but just keeps going down and down and down and the relationship just sinks and crashes and burns there's not a lot you can do sometimes it's out of your control and you can really be working at it like really be giving it everything you got and no matter what it just doesn't work and sometimes it's not your fault you, you could be an amazing partner sometimes and still have your partner unable to do a relationship. It happens all the time, so you can't always beat yourself up. Obviously, you're not perfect. You're not always going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes in a relationship. But sometimes you could just be a, a great partner, be attentive, be helpful, be understanding, and do all the things that you want to be to be a great partner and it still doesn't work. So, I have a good email today from a guy who is in his mid-twenties, mid-twenties, dating a woman that's in her early twenties. Now, she is very young, so that is going to play a part into a situation like this, where as opposed to somebody that may be, you know, closer to their thirties, where they've had a lot more life experience, a lot more dating experiences. This girl is in her very, very early 20s, okay? So, let me get to this email, and I will give you my thoughts as we go. Guy is, uh, like I said, he said, we didn't officially live together, but she was staying at my place on average of about five or six nights a week since our third month out of the relationship. Yeah, we moved a little fast there. I would agree. Three months, and you're already living together, or that much time together? could be a sign of some attachment issues going on. He told me a little bit about her life, and he said her parents divorced at an early age, and she always felt like the unattractive sister compared to her older sister. She said her father is an alcoholic, or he said that her father is an alcoholic and drug user who lives in another state. They virtually have no relationship with their father, except meeting approximately once a year. So think about that for a minute. That is a major factor right there. Um, dad is an alcoholic, so that means it's probably very difficult for her to trust people. She may have not had very good experiences with men, and also, when your parents have issues with drugs and alcohol, a lot of times you see kids with drugs and alcohol, for which there could be many explanations for that. <clears throat> so, she's in college, and this summer she left out of the country to, do a, to study abroad. He said, our last month together, 
There was tension between us. Her attitude changed. She stopped sending texts when I got off work, asking when she could come over, began changing and canceling plans at the last minute, and she spent more time looking at her phone than at me when we were together. We also stopped being intimate. I tried desperately to communicate the changes I noticed and how they were freaking out or freaking me out because she was leaving soon. So she was going to be leaving around the summertime and coming back about six months later. But they only seemed to get worse and make her more angry because she was reassuring me everything was fine, but her behavior never changed. <clears throat> so you could see why it would feel like he's on a sinking ship. He's communicating to her. He's telling her, look, what's going on here? Here's some problems. Let's work this out. What's going on here? Tell me what's going on. He's trying to make all the corrections. She's not responding at all. And she's getting irritated and she's literally denying the reality of what's going on. Right? That's a reality distortion. I'm fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. But all of the behavior is telling you otherwise. So, that is a reality distortion. <clears throat> all right. Before leaving, she assured me that we were going to make the study abroad work and had a good conversation with me about it and apologized for her behavior. Two weeks after she left the country, she broke up with me, citing the reasons below, and that she might stay a year instead of a semester, and it would be too much of a burden on us. So, she wasn't being authentic with him all along, then all of a sudden she gets there, breaks up with him, and now, you know, she's giving excuses about, oh, well, I might be here for a year. It's not really about that. It's because whatever's going on with her, she's, uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, he did anything for her attraction level to drop, but whatever's going on there is, uh, she's just coming up with excuses. One month later, she emailed me saying she missed me and regretted the breakup and that she would be returning in December. She asked if I would come visit her and if we could try and work things out. I agreed to visit. But over the next couple of weeks, her behavior returned to how it was before. She left distant, canceling our Skype dates, stopped sending me good morning, good night texts. See, all the behavior is just one after the other. I ended up canceling, I end up canceled my trip to see her when she told me all of her friends there hated me and it'd be best if she and I went on separate trip when I came there. Why would her friends hate this guy? Think about it. Either she is telling them things that aren't true or She's making up an excuse that her friends hate this guy. I mean, there's there's no reason to hate this guy. He's being a good boyfriend. Like, why would you hate him? Very bizarre. I told her I still needed time to heal from the breakup. I hadn't noticed any changes in her attitude towards communication towards me. And that being with her intimately for a week was going to be psychologically damaging to me. I told her I'd love to try and work things out when she came back in December. She angrily acknowledged what I told her 
and she talked to me in December. Okay, so there you have it. They have a nice plan. Let's talk when we get back. Let's see how this goes. I never heard from her when she got back. Surprise! So I reached out and she told me she will always love me, but she doesn't feel like we're in a good spot to be together at the moment. She wanted to meet and talk with me about how she was feeling. She said she would get back to me when she could meet. So you can imagine, now he's probably getting frustrated. And who could blame him? A month later, we met and she apologized for everything. She came right out and said everything was her fault and that she let her anxiety get the best of her and that she failed to communicate the problems in, that she created in her head. Wow! She actually sounds like an adult here! Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Come on! After all this, she finally starts to acknowledge some problems. You could imagine how frustrating he must be. She said she cared about me and loved me and that I was an important part of her life and she wanted to keep me at least as a friend because she thought too much damage had been done in the relationship. I believe she was genuine and she even teared up several times. She also said it took her a while to get back to me because she was afraid that I hated her. I responded by telling her calmly I would not try to change her mind, but I respectfully degreed, disagreed. I said if we both love and care about each other, we should be able to work things out. She seemed more open to the idea after hearing me say that, but still held firm that now wasn't a good time. She told me that while she was overseas, she handled the breakup by self-medicating with alcohol, various drugs, and cutting. Well, that certainly came out of nowhere, didn't it? Uh, we had no indication of any of that going on, and then all of a sudden, she's dr you know drinking all the time, doing various drugs, and cutting. Now remember what I said earlier, that her father has a major addiction and that he has a, still a drug addict, so he has no relationship with her father. So, I don't think <clears throat> that she was doing these things because of the breakup. She says, I did it because of the breakup. She, this is what she said. She handled the breakup by self-medicating. I don't believe this. Okay? Here's why. Everything was falling apart. She knew everything was falling apart. He was doing everything that he could to correct the situation. She was denying reality and denying that anything was going on. I think she went overseas and whatever happened, I don't know, she started drinking, doing the drugs, and cutting. But people don't just go into cutting because of a breakup. Cutting is a very, very serious thing that um, I'm not going to get into in this video, but let me just say this. <clears throat> cutting is often uh, because a very serious trauma occurs and somebody feels numb. And 
because they literally feel numb in their body, they, they will cut themselves to feel because it's like, oh my God, I actually can feel. And the pain, because they're so numb, makes they, them feel again. Obviously, something more severe. I think we're dealing with unresolved trauma. What I think is going on here, because we've got alcohol, drugs, and cutting. That tells me a serious trauma occurred. I don't know when. Maybe it's early childhood stuff. Maybe she was sexually abused or something like that. But I would think that something a lot more serious than a breakup happened, a breakup that she could have easily prevented with any kind of investment. And she's just using that as an excuse. Maybe she thinks that telling him that will make him feel better. Like, oh, the breakup was so hard on me because I care about you so much. Mm, but I'm not buying it. She's currently seeing a counselor and trying to get her life together. She's trying to focus on school and work and feeling okay. She didn't want to ask to wait for her, and I told her that I wouldn't, even though I really want to. She said that she would like to keep me in her life, and hopefully, at a more opportune time, we could talk about salvaging the relationship. She gave me her phone, new phone number and added me on Facebook. She told me it would be unhealthy for us to contact with a regular basis at the moment. Additionally, she's going to be busy with school, work, and counseling, for the next few weeks. I haven't talked to her in about three weeks. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let me skip a little bit of this. Because it's not really important. Oops. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Alright. So, his question. I want to get back with her. After seeing her for the first time in five plus months, we talked for a good two hours and the chemistry was still there. We both expressed that we loved each other, but I guess she's still healing. How should I proceed with getting her back and making her come back to me? I don't want to chase her and seem desperate and certainly don't want to be friend zone. I love her very much, despite all the crap that happened, but truly a great relationship before she left and study abroad. Well, this is obviously a very difficult situation, and like I talk about all the time, all relationships are different, all breakups are different. Here we have a very different situation. We have somebody that has a very serious mental health issue going on right now. I know a lot of you guys don't really understand, because you're not clinicians, but this is a very serious problem that we have here. We have a lot of anxiety, we have a lot of depression, we have some trauma going on here, we have cutting, alcohol, uh, drugs, very serious issues. And she has got to deal with them before any kind of healthy relationship is going to happen. I know a lot of you guys would think you could be there for her, you could support her, you could try and work it out, but <clears throat> recovery is very difficult. And it can take years to do. Some people never really are able to recover and get emotionally healthy. And, you know, you are putting yourself in a lot, at a lot of risks in this situation to try and work it out with her because you just don't know if she's going to be able to, you know, get emotionally healthy or even get to a place 
where she could be a good partner. Because if somebody's got anxiety to the point where they're doing alcohol and drugs and cutting and stuff like that, they might not be able to be a good partner because the stress of the relationship might be too overwhelming for them. And people are thinking, well, stress? Yeah, there is a lot of stress in a relationship because you have to be able to manage your needs. You have to be able to give your partner what they need. You have to be able to communicate. There's a lot of different factors that come in with a relationship and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of responsibility and she might not be able to do it. So, I would think really long and hard about trying to get back with this girl and I know that you love her but your love can't save her, okay? That's not the way that works. She has to do it on her own. I mean, you could be supportive if you want to be a friend, but you don't want to be a friend. You said it. You want you don't be friend-zoned. But she can't do it right now. And you, there's nothing you can do that's going to make it her do that. I mean, sometimes someone just can't do it for a lot of different reasons. And this is one of them. Um... You could be waiting a very long time for her to recover if she ever does. And I hope that she does, of course. But I'm just saying, for your situation, do you want to put your life on hold for somebody that might not ever be able to give you a healthy relationship? Because let's face it, you were doing all the right things, or it looked like it, and completely crash and burn. You're going to be at risk for that happening again. So... Like I said, in this situation, I wouldn't be trying to get her back. I would be letting her heal, letting her get the mental health help that she needs, dealing with her very serious issues, trauma, probably abuse, a neglect, abandonment, who knows what level it is, but it's pretty severe. And, of course, this doesn't mean she can't have a healthy relationship or a healthy life. But it's going to take her some time and it's going to take her some work. And you don't know how long it's going to take. And you would be putting your life on hold for her. And you're young. She's young. You've only been dating for, what, I think it was a year. I, I just, I don't know. I would really heavily think about this situation. I would not recommend waiting for her. If you want to be friends with her and be supportive of her, then by all means, go for it. But, if you're looking for romance, it's not going to be fair to either of you to stay in this situation. So, if you want to get my help personally, go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. If you like my video, then put a like on there. I really do appreciate it, guys. And be sure to subscribe to the channel, because I do post videos Monday through Friday. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.